Do you love human design, but sometimes feel off-put by the gatekeeping and culty vibes? We did too. Here at Human Design Hot Topics, we encourage breaking the human design rules and experimenting for yourself. Take what resonates and leave the rest. We will be sharing the controversial pieces of human design, as well as challenging our guests to spill their guts. Hello, hello. Human Design Hot Topics, here we are. (laughs) Welcome, welcome. We're glad you're here. Yeah, we both have a lot of energy. We're like riding this casual wave of, so do you want to record an episode? Sure, let's record (laughs) an episode. And it feels nice to know that as mental projectors, that's kind of what we're, how we're supposed to do it. Well, for my three, six, it really is how I'm supposed to do it. And innocence and all of those things are supposed to just oh, be like, yeah. oh, you have a little bit more planning involved in your energy, but I it's do tempered. It's tempered by that third line. Yes. <laughs> the spontaneity is always kind of fun. And I feel like my one line fear motivation is just always there. So like the foundation is there to catch me in the spontaneity. Like, oh, sure. I can talk at length about this thing on the spot if you'd like (laughs) yeah not everything this is this thing and now a few other things I can talk about um I think that was like a social media post or whatever like what could you talk about for like two hours if someone stopped down the street or something for me it was human design baking and cooking oh Um, uh what else did I put natural skincare products because I make a lot of my own skincare stuff so I I didn't know that. that. Yeah, I make my own lip balm. I make my own face cream and body wash. I haven't bought body wash and face wash in like years. I make it myself. Um, I tried my own like hair care products, but I have really like fine straight hair and you can't put like oil. <laughs> like really mm. the only things in like natural products is is it's oil-based. Even like Castile soap, it's like an, it's an oil-based yeah. soap. And so it just like, it like just... I look like a drowned, greasy rat. (laughs) Have you done the apple cider vinegar? Is it just apple cider vinegar? Yeah, there's someone on TikTok who calls herself the crazy vinegar lady, and she just uses that, and she's been showing how it. I spray it in my hair when I remember before I wash it because I get really greasy, and so Mm -hmm. it does help. I mean, I guess I could try it. I don't know. I don't. I tried the worst one. I tried was to washing my hair with uh, red clay powder. Like the stuff you use oh. mixed with water was like a face mask. Yes. I put it in my roots and like let it sit for a while and then rinsed it out. But it was like, it was like I was trying to give myself dreadlocks. Like my hair just got real. Oh no. Like, and like dull and heavy looking. I was washing it with mud essentially. And it didn't work. Um, <laughs> I might try apple cider vinegar. My hair gets really greasy. And so I get like, that's the other thing when you, when it comes to making your own natural stuff yeah. for hair, especially you have to have a particular type or it's either, it either doesn't do anything health wise. If you have like really damaged hair, or if you have fine hair, it's just going to go bleh. Yeah. So, but yeah, I make my own face cream and lip balm is the main thing. It started cool. out, it started out of my frugality. <laughs> I was like, did you know the face and body wash is just water and they had a little bit of stuff to it I'm making yeah. this myself <laughs> and same with chapstick I would go through so much of it and I was like I can't keep mm. buying this Burt's Bees I can't keep doing it yeah and so that's the easiest one it's the easiest one to make and so when I I like I make 20 at a time and I just put them on my fridge that's and awesome like oh you lost one oops 
oh there's sean finds like 17 chapsticks around the apartment he's like janelle <laughs> right so anyway i don't know how we got onto that but um well if i yeah i could talk about human design at the drop of a hat as well but probably also the school system and teachers and different aspects of that yeah i feel like you could talk a lot about astrology i know you probably don't think you could but you always chime in with some cool astrology shit that i didn't know yeah so maybe just something something titled cool astrology shit that you didn't know. <laughs> yeah, that's been fun to learn. Um, but today we get to talk about the types. Yeah. So if you're new to human design, type is the top. It's where you start. It's the most generalized way we are separated. Um, Rebecca and I, I mean, I won't speak for you, but for myself, I don't really look at the type as much when I'm thinking about my own personal human design because you and I both know that mental projectors are like off type a little bit yes we're like we're mental projectors we're not (laughs) regular projectors we'll get into we'll get into it but there are generalizations that can pop up for each and every type and you might learn that you're a generator or manifester and then read something about that and go that seems limiting. Yes, that's the thing. Everybody has had some kind of response to that. Like, oh, it it feels so limiting to do this or that, or to say that this is what I have to do. So again, yeah, yeah, that's, that's part of it. If you're putting yourself in a box because of something you read on an Instagram post, then let's take a bigger step back and see what's going on here. Yeah. I mean, you can, experiment with all the different pieces and parts that you learn but like you said if something just feels like I don't want to have to do this thing have to be this way um it doesn't mean you're not your type or that you're doing human design incorrectly well and it could also just be a reframing because a lot of people like a lot of projectors will tell me I don't want to have to wait for the invitation I want to like I actually want to go do what I want to do and Mm -hmm. with projectors I mean, it's so varied on how we respond to that, but then I'll explain why the invitation is important and what it's actually doing. It's protecting you because you don't have the energy to help everybody or to do all the things. And it's protecting the other person because we see deeply into people. And if they're not ready for that, it's going to freak them out. So Mm -hmm. it's just a way to connect you to your correct people. And then that shifts enough where they're like, okay, I'm not just Mm -hmm. waiting around. Yeah. And the projector mechanics really want you to run circles around the types that have consistent access to energy. So you have this thing pushing you saying you can prioritize better than these people. You can do it faster. You are better at this. So show them, um, especially if you have an undefined heart. Uh, mm. And so to have that energy, but to also know um, just as you said, as a projector, say it again what you said I don't know why I can't like remember what you just said (laughs) it like flew out of my head but I know it's about projectors (laughs) um just about the protection piece like how we don't have energy to help everybody but then also we wait for the invitation part yeah 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 Yeah. like I don't know I had like a little brain freeze right there but um the the waiting for the invitation like I said can really especially conditioning of the world is not 
wait. <laughs> right. So. Right. But then when you think about it, every single type is designed to wait because mm -hmm. I know sometimes non-manifestors will get bitter or frustrated and they're like, I'm sure as a manifestor, I could just go do what I want. Well, sure. Manifestors are here to initiate, but they also have to wait through their rest cycle. They're mm -hmm. not just doing all the things. So everybody has to wait for something. Yeah. Everybody waits for something. Some of us move a little bit faster than others just because of the amount of time it takes for some of us, I think, to get clarity. I think it just takes mm -hmm. some of us longer. We have, we go through more stuff and mm -hmm. steps. And if you, I mean, it really just depends on the mechanics of your chart. If you're really open, whether if you've got a lot of defined centers. So there's, like you said, there's so many things that make you an individual mm -hmm. that going, well, I'm a projector and I have to wait for this invitation, but that feels wrong. Maybe it's just because you don't know what that feels like, or you don't never really done that. And you've never really trusted yourself to wait. That's why it doesn't feel good because it's not your comfort spot. Your comfort spot is to yeah. do to go. So you have to like sometimes force yourself to experiment with these pieces that ultimately are just trying to make you a healthier person. It's not like, it's not anything crazy. We're not asking you to like, not take a job or not do something big in your life or to stay with somebody, someone maybe you don't want to stay with. Like, mm -hmm. it's not about that. It's about waiting for the invitations to share your gifts and to yeah, be or who to, you are. To lead people really, because projectors mm -hmm. are meant to be guides and our yeah. aura naturally wants to guide people. And if they're not ready for it or they're not meant for us to guide, then it that's when disconnect happens and bitterness because mm -hmm. the projector is like why won't you listen to me I just want to help you and the person's like you're so nosy get out of my life yeah <laughs> we're the guides but we're not here to that's not like you said we don't have carte blanche to just tell people what they should do like it right. doesn't mean just because you're a projector doesn't mean you just can walk around giving unsolicited advice it's actually the opposite <laughs> yeah that's real bad for you <laughs> um so waiting for the invitation as you as we just talked about again in this regard is more are people willing to receive what, what you have to share mm -hmm. and how much of it at a time are mm -hmm. you giving them? And like, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> all this stuff, because I feel like, especially as mental projectors, we can get this big chunk of like, I, I want to share this with you, but it's a lot and it doesn't feel like a lot up here, but as it's coming out, it's like, cool. Yeah, I feel like that happens to me a lot, yeah. <laughs> especially with my so, yeah, managing the amount. Yeah, it's not you're not stifling yourself. You're just it's a it can be a lot for some people. Um, yeah, and that's okay. Yeah, and if you give them little pieces, and then maybe they're like, oh, that was really interesting and cool, and and a little bit scary, but I want to know more, and then they'll come back to you and be like, hey, remember that thing we were talking about? Can you tell me more about it? And then mm -hmm. it's like, hello, recognition. Yes. And like the invitation like rolled into one little sweet treat and then you're off. But again, people can turn off their request for advice at any point. Um, rescind the invitation. <laughs> uh, the invitation can go away. Yeah. And that's another thing with projectors. It's like once you're you're invited to to share or do your thing, it can they can take it back. <laughs> Like, yeah. Like, oh, I'm not ready. I'm just kidding. Take it back. 
or they it, they can be done with you and you're not done with them maybe they're not yeah. as into it I think for me it's most people are just they don't they're not as into human design as I want them to be right and I'm like oh I should probably stop like messaging you unsolicitedly this random stuff <laughs> oh like today my mom was just talking out loud thinking about all this random stuff she has an open crown undefined mind and so I'm just amused at it like and I said out loud I said this is a classic open crown undefined mind and my parents are both like what what does that even mean <laughs> oh my god that would be my my in-laws if they heard it they would be like what <laughs> is that your YouTube videos it's so crazy remember I said they they thought I did YouTube videos yes. well now I do YouTube videos <laughs> maybe they gave you the idea <laughs> Louise so now when they ask me I'm like you know what you were right I do YouTube videos you were right all along do you want to see yes. them because you won't understand them but yeah that's really funny it. that like because I notice that kind of stuff too I'll notice it in a person and I'll be like oh this is just their this part of them being this part of them and it's kind yes. of neat and cool to see yes. so that's why that's one of the myriad of reasons human design might be interesting to you but if it's not then you're I'll probably stop. not listening I'll so. stop talking to you about it. <laughs> um, so since we're already talking about projectors there's a couple of other things and we'll move on to the other types so we don't just gobble it up with projectors because we are projectors and that's what we want to talk about <laughs> um I, uh, this was the one that when I first learned I was a projector, I thought was insanity that they told me was that we're supposed, that we not supposed to, we need to sleep alone every mm -hmm. night, mm -hmm. every night. I understood sleeping alone every once in a while because it's nice, I guess. But according to human design, projectors must sleep alone every night to, so that they can get quality rest and there's no other aura even with pets you're not even supposed to sleep in the same aura as pets so that's the thing and I'm sure it's helpful and I'm sure it works I'm not saying it doesn't work like if you want to sleep alone I'm sure it's great <laughs> but to think that if you don't sleep alone every night you haven't started your experiment is insane yeah because what if you like to sleep with the other person or what if financially you have one bed and two people and there's no like like right. I'm not going to tell you to get you know and what if you don't have an extra room what if you don't have an extra That's bed a good point. like, like honey, it's almost like shaming people for not being able to afford two separate spaces to sleep in what if you can't afford that yeah I'm not going to sleep on my couch my couch is uncomfortable as hell to lay on I'm not sleeping <laughs> on that thing so it's I that's mean, the other thing I thought was like, well, what if people don't have access to that? Yeah, they, that's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. I, yeah, that's a question I get a lot of people get weird about because they're like, well, I don't want to sleep away from my partner. I'm like, then don't. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, I get what he's saying. Like you were saying, mechanically, I understand you're in that person's aura, especially you being married to a generator. You, you're next to that sacral. Mm -hmm. So it, it's in your aura. Yeah. But I mean, do, do what you want. <laughs> yeah. And there's a lot of times where I fall, I go to bed first or he goes to bed first. So we have like time in the bed alone or he'll get up first. Mm -hmm. And that helps me. It's like, I'll go to bed oh. first and then he'll come into bed later or he'll get up and I'll lay in bed longer than him. And that okay. feels nice. And I know that that's like achievable. Like I can. Yeah. That. So that's a good alternative. Yeah. Um, and that's, yeah, a lot of people can do that. Like, 
Yeah. Even if you just tell your partner that's what you're doing and why you're doing it, like you need an alone time in the morning. It could be a little bit of time. Or if you're tired and your partner's not tired yet, you don't have to go to bed at the same time. Yeah. Like I like stay hanging out with Sean, but sometimes he wants to stay up later than me. And I'm like, calls me grandma. But I'm like, all right. You're like, I'm done. He's like, wait, he's like, <laughs> wait till the sun stays up till 7:30, Nana Bear. You'll be in bed before the sun goes down. Like, Shut up. Um, that's but, totally me too though um, and also like I saw a ton of memes that were projectors love naps and are like mm-hmm. nap they're great at the nap maybe it's my conditioning and I would be really good at napping I don't know I feel like <laughs> we I were just so talking about this sleep. well I feel like I get so much sleep at night okay see really that's good I had an interesting relationship with that because pre-human design, I hated when people took nap. I, I I was the classic, like I um conditioned projector. I'm like, why are these people being so lazy? They need to sleep better at night and have a better diet or something. Like you don't need to be taking naps Exercise. in the middle of the day. <laughs> yeah. Like what is happening? Like there's stuff that needs to be done. Like undefined root is freaking out and you're sleeping. This is not okay. Yeah. And then totally post-human design in my experiment I started working from home and for the first few months like every day at two I was just crashing so I'd lay down for 10 minutes and then I'd wake up and then I was good like okay this is a game changer I need to practice I don't know the short naps freak me out I've never been a short napper but I like lay down and close my eyes I think if I don't look at it as a nap as yeah. more of like I'm laying down for a minute I think that makes it feel better because to me, if I think nap, then I'm pressuring myself to sleep. When it's oh. not really about the sleep part, I guess. So yeah, see, that's a good perspective. Cause sometimes I don't sleep either. It's just I literally just need to lay down and close yeah. my eyes. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. And that I've done that. I do that sometimes. I don't do it very often because I'm a I think I'm afraid I'm gonna fall asleep and I'm gonna wake up it's like the next day. Like I don't know oh, why man. I think like I'm gonna accidentally fall asleep for like 10 hours. <laughs> like I'm gonna accidentally get drugged and just pass out for I know that would never happen but it might be like two hours I know this happened to you yes yes well and I'm usually paranoid about it I'm usually because I don't want to take a three-hour nap like I was shocked yesterday I took a three-hour nap and then I woke up I was awake for a couple more hours and I was back to sleep because I I know it feels like it just sucks your whole day but usually like if I were to do that then I'd be terrified I'd be up till 2 a.m because it threw me off but I don't know I just something was going on yesterday yeah you needed it I think um and you might need it again after debate palooza um, maybe yeah <laughs> next weekend I don't I don't want to know how cranky I'm going to be I just hope I don't yell at any kids by the end of the debate okay. I, think you'll be, I think you're you're prepared for enough and then after this it's done right um no there's a couple more break. oh is there like yeah. a debate season oh my gosh debate happens all year literally all year long like the huge state thing is over the summer and they have a debate tournament the weekend before spring break and the weekend after spring break so if the teacher wanted to take an actual vacation she couldn't so at least that one we're trying to split up so it's insane like I I don't understand who put this together but the fact that you're the adult being like this is insanity and there's kids doing this like young teenage kids yeah I couldn't have that much it's crazy like direction and like I couldn't I was in theater 
in school and I played soccer until he told me if I only, if I kept doing theater, I couldn't do soccer, my coach. And mm-hmm. I said, well, screw you. I'm going to do theater. <laughs> so I went for that, but yeah, you, this, I feel like that you, you needed that. And there's been times when I've slept for like 10 or 11 hours, like I'll, my alarm will go off and I'll hit it and I'll sleep for like two hours extra instead of like 15 minutes. Yeah. What the hell? But it doesn't happen very often. So I'm just assuming that maybe I need it. Yeah. So ultimately, if you want to take a nap, take a nap. If you don't, don't have to. And if you're a projector and you don't, and you don't like naps and it doesn't work out for you, you're not doing it wrong because you can't take a nap. Yeah. Or you don't have time for naps. Maybe you have kids, little kids, and you're like, nap, screw you. Like that's never happening. Then you're still, you're still doing a damn fine job as a projector, even though you're not napping and you have children. Dun, right. Dun, dun. right. Well, and, and not to mention that projectors are the most varied type. So you can't, you can't lump us in a box like, oh, projectors need naps. Really? The one with seven defined centers and a defined heart and a defined root. Yeah. Yeah. You can be a heavily defined projector. You can have motors all over the place. Yeah. We do, we do not, but you can. No. <laughs> It still doesn't mean that you have consistent access to work energy because you don't have a sacral defined sacral center, but you have, if you have a defined route, you have consistent access to adrenaline energy, which can yeah. really push you. But then you got to be careful because it's like, whoa, that route can really rev the motors of people who don't have anything else. Like my friend is a projector. She's just root and spleen, splenic projector. So she's okay. just those two. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that would, it always fascinates me because I'm like, it feels like us because she's so empty so yeah but then the things that she has defined are like whoa it's so different observing that yeah I know it's, it's fascinating totally yeah and I and I tell her that too sometimes because she's a little bit more and she's wondering like should I slow down even more and even more and I said you can experiment with slowing down and waiting and all that stuff but you're you're in general going to keep a a quicker pace than a lot of projectors because you have adrenaline energy going like all the time you just have to pay attention like yeah just pay attention to it but if you feel like you know you're on a run and you can run an extra mile don't be like oh I'm a projector I shouldn't do that that's not my energetic type like no run your goddamn mile like go just just maybe don't run a marathon if you (laughs) Yeah, without that breaks, might not work. Without breaks. <laughs> you need breaks in that marathon. Yes. Um, uh. All right. So I think we've talked about projectors a lot. So maybe we should talk about the other types so they don't feel yes. like out. Sorry, we love you. We're jealous <laughs> of you, most of you anyway. So yes. Um generators. And I I guess you can say if you want to put them together, you can. If you don't want to, you don't have to, but sacral sacral beings sacral beings we'll say that what are some things you think that they see about themselves as an energetic type and go oh uh one thing i've seen people feel frustrated by is that they're just here to work like oh i'm just here to work i'm just here to do that and then when i explain well no you're here to do work that satisfies you you're here to do work that lights you up mm-hmm. like you're here to bring that goodness to the world and do this thing that you love and to rest like you need <laughs> you need that rest and i heard it described once 
with the generator, the ideal situation is they wake up with a tank full of gas because that sacral is full, right? And then they spend their day doing what they love to do and responding with that sacral and it's like by the end of the day the sacral is drained because it just used so much of its good energy so then they fall to bed exhausted they wake up with the tank full and do it all over again Mm -hmm. and so if you're not doing what satisfies you then that can lead to really to burnout really quickly that can lead to frustration so it's not just work you're not just you're not just working yeah yeah you're not just here to work for the rest of us while we don't work right especially projector yeah yeah when I told my husband that I'm like you're here to work he's like well, what are you here to do I was like, like sit on the couch and tell you how to do it better um, guide <laughs> from a place of inconsistent direction that's just me that's not all projectors sorry caveat that's yes. very specific to me but the guide part is not so yeah, totally. Like when I told him that he, and I had to explain to him, but it's doing what you love. And like, you're really supposed to get selfish about the things that you love and learn to say no to the things that you don't want to do, right. which turned into this whole thing about, he doesn't love doing dishes. He doesn't love vacuuming. He doesn't love, yeah. All <laughs> this whole, I was like, babe, I hope you that this is a joke because <laughs> it's funny, but I don't love those things either. And that they to do them too. need to be done yes yeah. that's, a, that's a caveat with doing what you love as a generator if you're an adult and you depending on what society you live in or where you live there are usually minimum things minimum amount of things that you are required of you to be in the society like if <laughs> i'm trying to say this because like if you live in the off the grid in the wilderness in the woods you probably don't have to go to the dmv so okay right um but you might have to keep your hut clean or whatever and you might not enjoy doing that there's all things that we do things we have to do that we don't enjoy so that we can enjoy the result of those things yeah like I don't go to the DMV because it's fun I go in the DMV because I want to drive my car because that gets me places that I want to go and that's fun so that's the kind of way to look at it but the things we're talking about are the book club that your friend signed up for and you were like I guess I'll do it with you and you hate it, but you go every week and then you complain about it afterwards. Like, yeah, stop going, <laughs> leave that alone. Or like if your boss comes and tries to get you to do this extra task, but your sacral says, no, we don't have energy for that. That's a good one. That's a good one. Cause it's really hard to say no to your boss. Cause like, that's yeah, if you lose your job. Well, if you're doing what you're supposed to be doing in general and in, in generally are regarded highly in your job you probably aren't going to lose it because you say no to this thing he's just trying to see how many things he can get you to say yes to exactly because that's the thing that i see happen with so many generators is they have the energy people can sense that and so they just keep piling stuff on them like oh well they can do it let's just ask them to do it Mm -hmm. and so then they get overloaded because they don't want to say no they love their people Mm -hmm. but i mean if you're if this task is above and beyond what you're meant to do. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're in like a traditional job where your, your boss's job is to get you to do as much as possible, like productivity over anything. You have to remember that even if they're your friend, like if you're, if it's like, if it's a different type of job, like something else that you have more control over, then maybe it's different. But I feel like if you have like a traditional boss, 
even if they're nice and if you like them and they're good bosses, ultimately their, their job is to make you work as hard as they can get you to work. Not as hard yeah. as you can, as hard as they can get you to work. You know what I saw? Apparently they're calling this quiet hiring because the company doesn't want to have to hire a whole new person and spend all that money. So they just try to off put the tasks into people they already Spread have. It out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so then, but they're not going to give that person a raise or compensate them for this extra thing. So they're doing this quiet hiring. Like, oh my gosh, these Gen Z people who are figuring this stuff out and labeling it and calling it out are geniuses. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, crazy. Yeah. You can say no if it's if it seems completely out of your job description or like if it's too much, like if you don't have time, like logically think about it. Would you have time to do this in the scope of your day? Yeah. No. Okay. Do you want and do you want to do it? No. Okay. Then do your best to say no or maybe suggest someone. This is what I do at the restaurant when someone asks me to do something I don't want to do. I suggest someone who I think would be better at it. And mm. usually that person is one better, two, I don't like them. <laughs> Depending on what the thing is. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that's me. I mostly, <laughs> but usually it's because they're better at it. Like training. I, I don't train. I don't train. Oh, just, yeah. It's not something that we talked about this. Um, but I always, anytime someone asks me, I can always pick a server that's working. And I'm like, actually, they'd be a lot better at it. And they are, and they do a better job. And I can see it and hear it when they're doing it. But I'm not trying, I am trying to pawn it off because I don't want it, but I'm also like, well, actually they would do better. <laughs> like they would, yeah. this person would actually learn more if they followed this person rather than me. So sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the Spicoli of this group. Don't send someone behind me because I'm just, <laughs> I'm not good at this. Um, uh, was there anything yeah. else you see with the generators? Um, I love that we talked about doing what you love is the important thing. And that's when it's like, you have a lot of energy, but you still need to rest. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if we want to get a little specific to manifesting generators, the term multitasking comes to mind because that's, they're really good at that. And it's part of their powers, and what they're here to do. But I, when I, I've talked to other manifesting generators before And they're like, what if I don't have that much going on? Like, what if I don't have all those things? Mm. I'm like, I'm like, it's your, you're, you're good. (laughs) Like, and I think the thing is they feel like they must have a lot of balls in the air. They must be multitasking. Their life must be busy and boisterous and this going on and this going on. And to me, it sounds like they, they feel like they need to be popular. Like they need to have a lot going on and happily happening. But at this point in their lives, not a lot is happening. And so they feel like they're doing it wrong because not it's not a lot, you know, manifest and generate a, ooh, a lot happening, but they have nothing. And they're like, well, don't I, shouldn't I have a lot going on? Mm. I don't know. Should you? <laughs> no, you shouldn't anything. Like everyone has a, t- see, I feel like everyone has cyclical parts in their lives where you have less going on and more going on. It's just, yeah. Funny. Yeah. And maybe this is the point where your generator energy is saying you have been doing too much and you need to take a break. And so maybe the universe is pulling opportunities out of your face that you keep saying yes to and saying, stop doing this. We're taking these from you because does the universe do that? I don't know. You know, I'm new to this. It could. It could. Like to help, not to like be mean, but to like, just yeah. to take the pressure off this person. 
It kind of depends on what transition they're going through. Like Saturn return takes away a lot of things if you have not been in your correct alignment. Oh. Um, so yeah, for sure. And then once you start in your experiment, if you're if you're genuinely experimenting with it, then I think it takes away a lot of things because most of us have created a life out of conditioning. Mm-hmm. And then we start to realize that we don't actually like any of those things. Yeah. So you don't have to have 10 hobbies just because you're an MG. You don't right. have to have like 50 friend groups and always constantly have something going on and moving and going and shaking here and here and here and here. Right. Because there's so much. might be doing that. <laughs> yeah. Well, and maybe this manigen is, is single definition. So they are good on their own. Like they have a lot, but they also need that alone time. Maybe yeah, the manigen yeah. has all nine centers defined and is quad split. Well then, yeah, that person's probably doing a lot of different things and has a whole yeah. bunch of different friends, but yeah. there's, again, it's so nuanced. There's yeah. so and much there's variety periods in your life that are going to be, this has helped me a lot because whenever I fall into this rut of like, nothing's happening, I, nothing's changing. I'm waiting for the invitations. There's no evidence. Like I get into this thing where nothing's changing, nothing's happening. And I think as a three, yeah. six, I'm always looking for things to be changing and happening. The yes. six line is the end. The six line is the end of the transformation. It wants the end. And it's yes. like, when nothing's yeah. happening, I'm like, what the fuck? But then as a mental projector, I'm like, well, nothing's supposed to happen. This is good. This is actually where you're supposed to be. Nothing is supposed to happen. <laughs> like I can chill for a minute. <laughs> uh, but I don't know where to be. And then I have to remind myself that there's cycles in life. Things slow down. There it's, is, yeah. Uh, it really helps me to look at Sean's job as a wedding photographer. People don't get married a lot in the winter in Colorado. Some do, yeah. but yeah, most of them get married in the summer and he's super busy. So it's like, he's super busy and then it stops for some time and to mm-hmm. me that's I have to remind myself that that's not like we're not declining we're not going backwards right we're not deteriorating in this time before <laughs> the spring comes and we're alive again like yes and then the whole winter time and it's snowing and it's cold it like really shows me with like the weather how I'm feeling on the inside and so <laughs> but I have to remind myself that it's just it cycles in life yeah. it's okay to be in like a downshift even if you're a manifesting generator like it's okay for stuff to slow down for you you don't have to be yeah all the time you can slow down it's yeah. totally cool <laughs> you, you need that I always I remind myself of that too but I think about breathing that with that analogy like we have to inhale and we have to exhale mm-hmm. so there's going to be a low there's going to be a high that's with so much yeah. life you're even so right, with yeah. a sacral motor you're not here to just be on all the time um even if it's more than just sleep more than rest if it's a period of your life that is slowed down it's totally cool mm-hmm. and you're probably going to learn something ridiculously earth shattering for you in that time that's just going to rev your motor again and you're going to be off um and speaking of things like that we'll go straight to manifestors because they have that whole initiate initiate and then ah right (laughs) (laughs) like they fall off the initiation mountain and they need to take a break I was just thinking of that yeah yeah that's been an interesting thing for me to learn about is the the whole rest cycle thing and how they they need that rest cycle and that's kind of when the creative creativity fine-tunes itself and then they get the creative urge and then they can initiate yeah yeah because if you're a manifester hey you're here to initiate you're the only type that's here to initiate but you have no sacral motor so it's like initiation energy 
that it's inconsistent and you need the rest, mm-hmm. the manifestor rest cycle. Can they like track this? I don't know a whole lot about the manifestor rest cycle. Like, is this something that I mean, be consistent in them as, a, from as what, an individual? I imagine that would be an individualistic thing from what I've observed. Like, I remember one person talking about how it, it kind of varies. Like sometimes it could be a couple of days, sometimes it could be months. Mm. So I, I think that would just be like, if you are a manifestor, something to just observe within yourself and to really honor it like don't pressure yourself if you're in this time of really feeling like like you don't have the energy for it or you don't have the creative urge like don't shame yourself for that and don't try to push it just be with it and observe how that happens and then you and get in touch with the feeling of the urge and when it starts to emerge and that feels like it would be so much more intense than it is for us I feel like the ebb and flow for us projectors when it comes to the um undefined sacral doesn't feel as like you know like this one feels like it might be like whoa until you get familiar with your own how it feels in your body it feels like because initiation sounds so powerful it really does to to have something just go okay rest (laughs) you're out now (laughs) it feels very like the root center is sneaking in there and saying Hang on, hold on. Yeah. Well, especially for emotional manifestors, I would imagine you've got to ride that wave and yeah, there's all kinds of cycles happening. Yeah. And I want to say if you're a manifestor, you might not finish what you start. It might not be what you're supposed to do. It's not like you like you are bad at it or you can't do it or it's harder for you. It's not your energy. Like it's not the best use of your energy. Your best use of your mm-hmm. energy is at the start. So I mean, we've all been conditioned our whole lives that if you start something, you finish something. Like that's like a, well, like a dad saying, right? Like right. you start it, you well, I gotta finish it. Right. Um, finish what you start. No, if you're a man, <laughs> no to everyone, first of all, in that sentence, but also especially no to, for manifestors because you're not really here for the end. You're here for the beginning. It's just kind of is what it is. So I think maybe if a manifestor gets in a place where, they have trouble finishing things or, or, or sticking with something like, that's probably what it feels like in real life is staying with something for a, mm-hmm. a period of time. Maybe you're not meant to, if maybe yeah. you're meant to hand it off, or maybe you're meant to start it and just leave it. And someone else is going to come pick it up later and continue. Um, or maybe it's not supposed to be a finished thing. Maybe you're supposed to start it to get what you needed to get the messenger or knowledge or whatever you need to learn and then you go off and start something else um this doesn't mean that you can't finish things obviously like you can finish stuff (laughs) i just see manifestors like i can't finish this show i can't finish this book i can't like no you can finish things it's just the sparkle and like the unique manifestor juices are in the start and you're the only type that has it yes so no pressure (laughs) <laughs> but we would like you working at your best so honor your rest cycles and uh-huh. understand that there might be times where you need to pull out of the thing even though you're like well I started it and like this is my thing maybe it's not yours anymore maybe yeah I don't know I picture like the startup person in like a traditional person job like that's like mm-hmm. okay this is how we're going to begin this and then they send it on down the line like a, and then go yeah yeah like a little assembly line of ideas and things like just send it on down 
mm-hmm. or put it down and see what happens. Yeah. Um, anything else about manifestors, really? I don't think so. Um, I don't know. Other than the informing piece, I've known some manifestors that are like, I don't want to inform. They don't want, they're not supposed to want to. And Good. <laughs> but I it's always tell them, to be uncomfortable. I'm like, as a non-manifester, we really appreciate it. <laughs> that, yeah, I tell them that too. Whenever I talk to a manifester, I try to do this thing where I'm like, you're, this is your train. And there's certain people that you want on your train with you, right? Like yes. friends yes. and your family and all this stuff. Well, they can't get on until unless you tell them the stops, unless you tell them what's going on. So right. you just need to tell them and it doesn't need to be a long, it can be short. It could be a text. It could be just like a bull. This is what's happening. And then you run away before they give their opinions or thoughts on anything, whatever it needs a note that says, this is what I'm doing. Like yeah. <laughs> you're not there for the opinion of it. It's literally to keep people on your train. Yeah, it's just for the easiest. Exactly. Exactly. For the ease of the relationships. I mean, like the amount of times that I'd be at a store with my mom growing up and I'd look around and she was just gone. And so I'd have to wander the store to figure out where she was. I'd literally wait for her to see. Is your mom a manifester? Yes. Nuh uh. Yes, my mom and my youngest son. Yeah. And so that's why I have a little bit of trauma like when I'm talking to manifestors I'm like don't project onto them I didn't know this about your son and your mom I don't know why I didn't know this yeah I think I did I just forgot (laughs) no that makes sense that you would just lose your mom yeah so I would tell stories like that like okay as the daughter of a manifestor like it would have been so life-changing if my mom would just turn to me and say hey I'm gonna go over here now I'll say bye right (laughs) like that's all I needed to know instead of me being like 10 wandering around the store waiting for her to sneeze like literally I would just wait for it because she would somehow end up sneezing and she'd have this really distinct loud sneeze (laughs) like okay there she is or she would just wait until she was done then she'd go check out and have the cashier make an announcement asking for me and my brother to meet her up front that would be mortifying to me and I don't know if it embarrassed you, but that would embarrass me so much. Well, and it, let me tell you though, it like <laughs> presents itself in the weirdest ways. Like a year and a half ago, we were in Wyoming with family and we were at, uh, Mount, not Mount Rushmore, good grief, Old Faithful. And somehow my mom got separated, right? I start freaking out. I'm like a five-year-old in my body, honestly. I'm like, we've lost my mom and my cousin. <laughs> Is like it's not that big of a deal we'll find her I'm like no you don't understand my What's mom disappears um she's a manifester as well but she's um splenic not emotional well, makes and, sense that she's like it's fine yeah well and so she's fine. like she's like I feel like we should just go back to the gift shop and and I had to call myself I'm like okay I'm gonna trust her and of course we don't have cell service so I can't just text her And then I see her, like we're walking and I see my mom. And so I go run over and I'm like, mom, oh my gosh, I freak out on her. And then in my head, I'm like, I am a 40 year old woman yelling at my mom. Like, you, how dare you leave me alone? (laughs) At least you were aware as you were doing it. That's all I have to say. Because that happens to me on a daily basis where I'm aware of my conditioning as it's happening that's the best part that you knew what was happening oh my gosh it was so interesting so yeah it presents but then my son has been better like I don't know why this makes me like 
I feel like your son's a celebrity now. Go ahead. Keep talking. <laughs> well, like when he was little, he would just go. He figured out how to open the door. Luckily, we lived on an Air Force base, so it was safe. But I walked out one time. He had walked out the backyard, got out the gate, and was walking down the pathway because he just wanted to go to the park. He was like 16 Sounds months old. Right. You yeah. know, he's like in a diaper and nothing else. I'm like, dude. Yeah. So. <laughs> Manifestors aren't really into people telling them what to do. Also, if right. listening, I'm not. Right. That doesn't mean they can't take direction. They just, as the starter, who's ahead of you? Nobody. Right. So why, who's your boss? Ultimately, no one. Like no one. So they don't really. Like I said, they can take direction just fine. And I, you, I'm sure your son listens to you um, when, oh, yeah, when he's he needs great. to. Yeah. But like, well, also he, he's on the basketball off. team and he's like very coachable on the basketball team. But yeah, it's just funny thinking about him as a kid, like just being 100% himself. I'm like, oh yeah, that's a very manifester. And he's like, I just want to go to the park. So I'm not going to tell I'm, anybody. No, I'm out. Yeah. So- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The big piece. Yeah. Is the end the, to me, the informing part is not as much for the manifester as it is for the people in their lives. And most manifestors have people in their lives that they care about. So it's like, if you do this, then this will happen. Reciprocation. We talked about this when it came to collective circuitry, right? Was it collective circuitry or was it uh, tribal or whatever PC term we're supposed to call it now? (laughs) If I'm expecting you to give and I will give also. Oh yeah. That's more tribal. Yeah. 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 We talked about that where it's like, yeah, you have, you're not kind and nice and giving and you're going to give, but you, you, there's a part of you that automatically is like, well, then you are also giving like, that's the, that's what we're doing here. Um, and I feel like for the manifestor, it's the same. It's like, you don't want to inform. Maybe it makes you feel uncomfortable or stupid or whatever. And you're like, nobody cares about what I'm doing, but doing it and feeling that, ugh for a minute like you said will really help out the other person yeah and then maybe in turn you'll feel like oh this other person is really like into what I'm doing like maybe you'll inform somebody in there like get into the thing that you're doing and then finally like somebody in your life is into the weird shit you're into too and you're like yeah just because I told them about it what if you would have never told them about it and then you would have never had like this connection of this weird shit that you guys like so inform just got informed but it's not like a I don't feel like it's a you have to inform before you initiate sort of thing right there's no order or is that just my mental projector mind going well we don't have an order I think technically it's inform and then initiate because like you're saying with the train you got to tell them when the train's leaving before it leaves all right practice your informing and practice your initiating we'll just go with that yeah Um, so Last but not least, the reflector. Mm. What are your thoughts? Um, well, sweet reflectors. First of all, I feel bad because there's not that much information. Like as much as there's not information for the mental projectors, there's not Less. really for the reflectors either. And and it feels like a big job, like, oh, you're open and you're here to make sure the rest of us are healthy. Um, but that's also exhausting for you. So good luck with that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I had my notes were similar. It's like, I have here must be above us. Like 
like you're a shaman or like you're on the hill like above it all and you and for some reason in my mind when I think about a reflector it's like they come into the world already healed like already done all the inner work like it's already happened and they're just like floating in the sky Mm. like I don't know why but that's how it comes to me but (laughs) no reflectors come into the world just like the rest of us they're human beings they're regular people and I like how you said that part about being um about monitoring our health they could be very unhealthy (laughs) you know they could they could what did you, you said before we came on about addictions and stuff like if I had to guess I feel like they would be the most prone to it because they are so open and experiencing so much so they would want to numb it out Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and just because you have the Teflon aura of the reflector doesn't mean that you are bulletproof yes that's the other thing people just kind of non-reflectors just kind of write it off like oh well you have a Teflon aura so you're fine it's like how we've talked about with the three line oh well you're resilient so you're fine no automatically detached from the situation right like absolutely not (laughs) they're still humans they're still sensitive to things they're not just walking around like oh yeah I'm I'm here to just be a reflection of your health and your community and that's all I do like no they're people (laughs) because then I mean if this person is reflecting then the other person might not like what they're seeing in this Mm -hmm. reflector mirror right Mm -hmm. so then imagine the projections that happen to this reflector especially if they have a five line oh my gosh yeah fifth line for reflectors yeah that's got to be a lot you're a mirror mirror double beers exactly so there's a lot happening there and if there's not enough teflon on this earth to combat double mirrors all the time yeah it's a lot the one reflector i know in aura is a 5-1 reflector and her sun gate is gate 21 Mm -hmm. (laughs) and she can be a little controlling about things um but there's like I've and I've seen it I see the projections that people put on her it's very interesting so I mean being in the correct environment is a non-negotiable for reflector being around Mm -hmm. the correct people being in the correct space it's really important and Rebecca and I are familiar with that sort of energetic shift because we we do that too Mm -hmm. um But another thing I feel like we talked about waiting before, if you're going to talk about waiting, reflectors are here to wait the longest. Yes. On the the most regular basis, wait the longest. 28 hours, 28 hours, 28 days, (laughs) uh, lunar cycle before you make choices. And that can feel like, what? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Especially in the society where that might not be an option for you especially for big decisions where they're like, oh no, you have to, because this is a big decision. You're buying a house, you're saying yes to a job, you're doing this. What if you don't have 28 days to make that choice? Do you just say, oh, well, I'm opting out of that choice because I don't have enough time to fully decide. No, because that probably isn't, I don't think that would be the answer every time. Right? I I I think the universe is like, wait as long as you can. Yeah. But try not to be a stickler about it yeah I was gonna say it's probably dependent on the situation everything is so unique but then it's also about really um, soundboarding actually really helps reflectors as well for the same reason they can kind of hear themselves in the space Mm -hmm. and then just having that time 
because they're they're testing out because the moon moves through every gate in 28 yeah. days right so that's yeah. part of what's happening for them so they're feeling out all the energy so yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, like for like you said, if there's just a way to stretch it out as long as possible and to really soundboard and get present and mm-hmm. and try it out, it depends. It depends on the thing, and it and it might be something like you get a new job. Well, then be in that job for 28 days, bef- and that's when you'll make yeah. sure that it really is good for you or not. Yeah. yeah, it's almost like the third line. You have to be in it, but for longer. <laughs> Than, than the right. line right. to kind of figure it out but yeah if you don't if for some reason that the 28 days doesn't it's not possible every time you make a, a big choice it's more of, about the amount of time you can give yourself and the quality of your time in the proper environments with the proper people or maybe uh, without people are you are you are you thinking about this alone in your own aura because there was a reflector you still have your own aura and you need to be mm-hmm. by yourselves to clear it out even with the teflon thing you're still taking in energy like you can't block it all no you know? no <laughs> you can block some of it and to me it's not blocking it it's more of an objectivity of like you can keep yourself detached from it rather than personalizing it mm-hmm. um when the rest of us take in the energy and amplify it in in ourselves so yeah there's times when you can have the objectivity but there's going to be times when things really get to you and really bother you and that's totally cool you're not a robot reflectors are not robots right you have emotions you have all these things even though we're telling you these emotions aren't yours that might be one we need to do like our its own episode because i have yes. such a weird like how do you know when your emotions are yours and when they're not do i have emotions like the emotions i'm picking up from other people or do i not like it's so weird and that it sounds be... very undefined solar plexus center to say those things because I'm like, oh, I don't know. Where is this coming from? I have no fucking clue. Like emotions to me are so, I don't know. Because half the time I feel like I'm an emotional mess and the other half of the time I feel like I'm this cold robot who has no emotions about anything. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, which one is me? Am I both? Guess what? We just spontaneously came up with another episode for y'all. Look forward to it in the future. Emotional crying mess or robot? Am I both? (laughs) Um, I don't know. So yeah, we just wanted to kind of go over the types and let you know that if you see yourself in the other types, if you don't identify with pieces and parts that are your type, it's totally cool. Just keep going with the experiment. Maybe at one point you'll look at this thing and go, oh, this makes sense. That's happened to me. Has it happened to you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's happened to well, me a lot. I rejected my type a lot when I first learned about it. So I had well, to, had I had to be turned experience. around quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I had to be turned around quite a bit to be like, really? Oh, this is gross. The girl, yeah. the, the manifesting generator I talked to today when I did the podcast, she's like, as soon as I saw my chart and all, and like all the information, she's like, it clicked. Like it was all me. And I was like, really? I did not have that experience. That's how I felt too. Like, I don't know what I'm looking at, but this is, this is oh. correct for me. I, yeah. I don't know what I'm looking at and this feels correct. And I don't like that, 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 that feeling. Please stop. <laughs> Please well, get just, me back to my incorrectness. Right. <laughs> just on that, like the, I've actually stopped reading a lot of the generalities. Like when people will be like, here's a February mantra for generators mm-hmm, and projectors. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, sometimes I'll scan them because I'm just curious what they say, but 
they kind of drive me crazy now. Oh, yeah. Like oh, yeah. you can't, you can't generalize that. No. And they're all the same. It's like, yeah. it doesn't change month to month. You're like, energy type doesn't like there's not we don't morph into something else in March you're still waiting for the invitation or responding to the universe like it's not like it changes the seasons change and maybe the the things we go through as a society change like weather and holidays and well in the transits yeah yeah but oh that's so funny yeah I normally when I post things that other people write now it's something I read that feels a little, not controversial, but like almost like letting deeper. people off the hook. Yeah. And almost like saying, okay, you know, projector, you're here to guide, but I don't know. There was one I read the other day. I took a photo of it. I'll probably share it. I forget who wrote it, but it was something about um, like, you, you don't have to live up to this like thing all the time mm-hmm. that says, this is who you're here to be or this is how you're supposed to use your energy. Like you can royally screw all this up and then you'll still, still most likely be It'll fine. It'll be okay. <laughs> yeah. Like that's why we call it an experiment. So have fun. I think that's all I've got for yeah. you on the types. Yeah. If you have questions <sighs> about your type or any type or anything, let us know. Um, and we can answer them or maybe make a whole darn episode about them. Who yeah. knows? Yeah. thanks for listening please be sure to rate and review because that helps us help more people is there something you want to hear let us know your idea might be our next episode